The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Alex, and when I was in seventh grade, my sisters tore up my Valentine's Day present from my Valentine. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Alex Iono here. This is my podcast, Let's Get Into It, where we talk about everything, including my scarring past. But before we get there, uh, I want to talk about uh, how cool my three sisters are. So if you know anything about me, it's probably the first thing you will ever know about me is that I have three sisters, no brothers. I was the only boy. And growing up, uh, a lot of people, when they find out that I have only three sisters, they're like, oh, did you always wish you had a brother? Did you wish this? Yada, yada. And I was like, no, not really, honestly, uh, because I really won. I was always taught to to treat women with respect. Um, I was always taught to, you know, take care of how I look. I was always taught to, you know, have confidence when talking to women. All of the all of the things that you get, and it's like a great pro. But there's a lot of things that I, that I think can be said, not only about me having three sisters and talking about my dating history, uh, but also how siblings can interact with each other. You know, we've all been there for each other and you'll learn in stories um, when times got tough and you're dating uh, and your siblings are always there for you. You have siblings who are always there for you when you need advice or what do I do? I've been on both sides of a phone call where you're asking for advice or needing advice. Um, and there's just so many things. And also when I'm having a podcast and I'm talking about all of the most important things that happened in my life, how can I not have my three sisters on? Luckily, I got them all free at the same time, and we're all here now. So it got me thinking, dating when you got three sisters is kind of crazy, but where would I be without them? Welcome back to Let's Get Into It. I'm Alex Iono, and I'm so happy about, and I'm sorry, I'm going to apologize to every guest I've had on the show before, including my brother-in-law, Josh, but I have the best guests on earth here today, and it is my three sisters, and let me introduce them to you. Starting at, uh, starting at small forward, she's 29 years old, she is the heart of gold, and she is ready to 
Let her love unfold. Um, she is my most adventurous sister. She's always down to go on an adventure with me. Um, and I always turn to her for life advice in general. My sister, Taylor Iona. What's up, Tay Tay? Hello. Um, I'm so excited for you to be on here, uh, but you're not alone. I have my other sister starting at very small point guard. Uh, she's 27 years old. She has the most beautiful angel of a daughter in the whole world. And if anybody ever even looks at her the wrong way, they're murdered. Uh, she is always honest with me. She is always down to collaborate with me creatively. She is my earliest singing partner and my earliest musical collaborator. Uh, and she's married, so it's kind of like boring for dating advice, but she's here and we are happy to have her. Uh, Sydney. I also call her Squanto. I also call her Sid. And she's also the the one sibling. I don't know if you guys have a sibling uh, where you just kind of will make up mean names and then we just call them. We call each other that. So um, Sid. What's Shit up? Face, how are you? <laughs> What's up, Shathid? Um, she does call me Shathid, and I think if you spell out the word Shathid, you'll figure out what it means. Um, I'm so happy to have you as well, and we have one more with us, starting at Team Captain, apparently. She's 22 years old. She is all of our baby sister. We all call her baby. Um, she is always fun. She's always making jokes. I call her anytime I need to laugh. Uh, and she also is one of the very few people, sorry, Sid and Tay, who knows absolutely every facet about my life. Um, we, we call her baby. We call to. her Hal. She's, she's one of my best friends in the whole world. Hallie Iono, how are you? I'm doing great, brother. How are you? Okay, we already talked about this. We're not doing uh, the Australian accent for the whole episode, okay, okay, but okay. Um, I'm glad that you're here. Okay. Uh, I want to preface this whole episode. Before we get started today, I want to mention, um, obviously, my sisters are here. Uh, I am here as well. We all happen, to my knowledge, to be cis straight people. So we're going to be mentioning uh, dating in the context of girls and guys. But I want this advice to be for any folks who find themselves in the dating world, no matter who you want to date. If you've heard this show before, you already know that we love, we accept, we promote positivity and are inclusive of absolutely everybody. And if you haven't heard this show before, uh, welcome. You're here. We have three awesome topics to get into. The first is going to be just me roasting you guys about how mean you were to my previous girlfriends. It's called The Ghosts of X's Past. Sick. After that, we are going to be talking about current events, where we all are now and how we all feel now and how that changes the way that we view these things. And then lastly, I was actually on Instagram this morning. Hallie was on Instagram as well. And I posted a story that asked uh, for anybody who's following me and Hal on Instagram for dating advice that they need. So we're going to kind of just all three of us are going to play Dr. Phil. Or all four of us are going to play Dr. Phil and um, and and give some give some dating advice from all of our perspectives of life. But before we get into it, before we get into the madness, I have one question that I ask every single one of my guests. And that question is, what have you been doing this week to improve yourself? I'm going to go reverse order. Hallie, what do you have? What have you been doing this week to improve yourself? A couple things come to mind. I'd say socially, I've been spending my time and energy in the friends that deserve that time and energy. And I've found that it's made me a lot happier. I'm glad that that's something that you're doing. I'm glad that you're giving your energy to people who reciprocate that same and or better energy. Thanks. Sydney, give it to us. Similar to Hallie's, I've been really pushing myself and working on balancing family life and work life and being a working mom. Also spending a lot of time with my husband and my little 
one-year-old and making sure she's still getting a good life with having both time with mom and dad while we both work. And so that's what we've been working on this last week. Sydney uh, is a stylist for those who you do not know. If you ever see me wearing great outfits, it is solely because of Sydney Lee Lewis. That being said, Taylor, give it to us. What are you doing this week to improve yourself? You just had a birthday, by the way. So we're talking happy belated. 29. What's going on? Yeah. Um, one of my birthday resolutions was to show up for myself every day and meet myself wherever I'm at. So if I'm sad, then I like meet myself when I'm sad. If I'm happy, then, you know, just roll. And I'm not working right now. I'm employed, but I'm not currently working until January. So I have started having a routine where I wake up naturally when my body wants to wake up and I start my morning by not looking at my phone and going straight into reading and meditating and manifesting, uh, which is all new, as <laughs> all three of you guys know. <laughs> right, right. So, I also want to point out that when Taylor says wake up when her body naturally wants to, that means she wakes up at 4 a.m., goes back to sleep at 9 a.m., and wakes up at 3 p.m. So we're all here I for actually, that. <laughs> I wake up at 8.06 on the dot every single day. It's a sign. You, you know not? what eight plus six is? Fourteen. 14. You know what one plus four is? Five. And you know what five, five minus five is? Zero, which is how much time we have left for this bit. Manifesting's great. Reading's great. It's also something I've been doing recently, and I'm not good at reading. But um, I'm glad that you're doing that. That joke really didn't go well. Yeah. That joke just yeah. gave some negative right. energy. <laughs> Uh, that's what dud, happens when you have dud, sisters. Dud, okay, we're not dud, bringing dud, up dud. Dud, 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 is a word that, I don't know if that's a joke. Is that a thing that everybody uses? We, our family uses it to just make fun of somebody when they don't make a good joke. And and there you have it. Um, it's kind of like a slow clap. Slow clap. There we have it. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get into it. Let's get out of this and let's get into something cooler. Segment number one. It is called The Ghost of X's Past. Let's go all the way back. I mean, I, I, let's go to seventh grade. I think seventh grade is probably when we all started going to the Sydney Taylor and I started going to the same school, which inevitably Hallie ended up going to as well. Seventh grade, I'm I'm new kid in school, you know. I'm I'm I got my sisters were popular. We're gonna we're not even gonna just we're gonna call it what it is. My sisters were popular in school. And uh and and I get in there. And I'm kind of doing my thing, having my like seventh grade girlfriend. And we're going to call this girl Valentine. We're going to call her Valentine because we uh, we became uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, I think, the day before Valentine's Day, uh, which is mm -hmm. perfect because this is exactly when the table was set. When I first realized that my sisters <laughs> did, if they don't like a girlfriend, it's bad news. This is the first lesson. So uh, Valentine's Day comes. I get a Valentine's Day present, like full bag, stuffed animal you could see puffing brown out, like a bag. card. It was a brown paper bag. Wasn't a fancy bag. We're in seventh grade, guys. No budget. We don't have a budget. Brown paper bag, stuffed animal coming out of it. I think flowers as well. We Hold on. Before we preface this, what did you guys not like about... Was there anything you didn't like or was this just for yes. shits? She was... A, wait, about you or about her? About this girl. Okay. <laughs> Valentine was such a little brat like i'm not i'm like <laughs> she was a brat she had an older sister who was our age who also thought she was a brat 
now that we know the store, now we know that the the reasoning behind. Um, let me tell you what happened. So we get to the grocery store, and my mom goes in. We as the kids decide we're gonna stay uh, in the car. I think Diz was there too. I don't know she why was. I feel like Diz was there. She okay, was. so my yeah. sister's childhood best friend. Um, who has not been on, but Mackenzie, who has been on, Mackenzie's older sister. Uh, but we're at the grocery store, long story short, and uh, my sisters notice that I have this present and somehow convince me to get out of the car. No, 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 no. You were. Okay, here, kind you of tell being, the story. Okay, you had your little gift. Taylor and I did not have Valentine's this year. I just want to clarify that. We, I mean, we had probably like just friend Valentine's. Alex was sitting in the back seat, just opening everything and just being. I don't think for see, lack this is of better this words, arguable. just a little shit. Arguable. Of just pulling little stuff out, like oh, I got this, but being a little shit about it, just throwing it in everyone's faces in the car. So we said, hey, go find mom in the grocery store. Tell her hurry. Alex goes to go find mom. He comes back quickly, and we then would not let him back in the car. He I was also locked left out. his gift in the car. I left the gift in the car. They roll the window down just enough to hear me and just enough to hear them. And they, in front of my eyes, ripped up the bag. Well, that, was, that was after we would hold the bag hold on one outside. side of the car yes. oh and make gosh. you run to that side of the car. And right when you were about to grab the bag, we'd pull it in yes. and we'd put it on the other side of the car. And the, th the crazy thing is, I'm still grateful for the three of you. After all of that, in life in general, I'm grateful for the three of you. You Listen, broke my we heart. we saved you from a brat. That being said, they did save me from a brat. We don't need to spend more time on this because there's more stories, unfortunately. Uh, that being said, they did save me from a brat. That relationship of, which, by the way, is extremely deep. Seventh grade relationships are extremely deep. Marriage. Uh, it ended fairly and quickly. And let's just say Alex is reaction to when the gift oh, was ripped and the relationship yes. ended was very I cried. emotional so the relation <laughs> when the relationship ended i didn't cry that wasn't a big deal but when i when they ripped up my presence i was i was crying and they got in trouble mom yelled at you guys and i yelled but we, we call did. it yelling um we did get mom trouble, gave you a stern we have a metaphor for your relationship that they bag ripped it up. being ripped that was your relationship and it didn't even stop it didn't even stop there the thing that the thing that's unfortunate is that it didn't even stop there. They they didn't do anything as far as ripping things up anymore, but it was nicknames that they would tell me. They would point out this is the biggest issue. They would point out the flaws of the girls that I date. Like they would point them out and then it's one of those things where as soon as they point it out, even if it's mean or or even if it's, you know, not 100% true, it's all I see. Like we're talking about like fit like we're talking about no okay we're not gonna say that we're talking about like just 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 name calling and teasing until i inevitably don't like that person anymore and then and then it's game over uh not being that that's the reason i broke up in my most of my relationships most of it's because it didn't work out but that didn't help ladies we've had we've had quite a history so we went from we went from valentine and then we had the long-term one which we'll call her because we all know um, we had her and her kind of lasted from like 14 to 16, I think. At that point, Sydney and Taylor kind of went off to college. So you guys were away for a bit. Hallie still, I had moved to Los Angeles. Hallie was still going to school in Arizona. So we were a little bit distant from each other. So we didn't have mm -hmm. as much hands-on kind of experience in each other's dating lives. Mm -hmm. 
But then we all rejoined. We all rejoined in California and I got more girlfriends. I don't know if there's any real highlights, but none of them worked. We, we, none of them had worked for a while. And then at 23, I met, I met Madison. And guess what, guys? No meanness. You won't believe it. You won't, you believe, won't it. believe it, ladies we and gentlemen. We all like her. What? Yes. Let me say that one more time. We all love her. Well, because there's also something that needs to be pointed out, which is there were girlfriends that I had that you that like each of you would like, like some of you would like more or some of you would really like even two of you guys would like. And then one of you would kind of would kind of like convince the others. Hallie, go ahead. You got your hand up. Thank you. Let me just put this just plot out. (laughs) If there was ever a girl who one of your sisters liked or two of your sisters liked, I was I was never one of those. Hallie's definitely the most the most protective of me. I think that we grew up being like Sid oh ooh, like you're gonna meet Sydney, Sydney's gonna be the hard one. But no, like I really like with blanket, are we all on the same pl- page? Blanket, blanket. Oh, blanket, right, with blanket, blanket. You guys are on the same page? She was the first girl who you two liked, and I still was like, Mm-mm. I was iffy on her. I was, I liked her. I didn't like Alex with her, but I liked her outside of their relationship. But you know, Alex, I mean, I think we also just need to like bring up how Alex is when he first starts dating someone. Uh. Aside from Madison, every time in the past, over the top, mushy gushy, baby, babe. I'm a lover. I'm a lover. I'm a lover. I mean, I'm talking, this is like their second date and these words are thrown out. Hey, baby, come on. All of us sisters are literally looking at each other like, "Eh, nasty, gross. He's just, and all over each other. Let's also mention that makes us like not like the girl also because they also react the same way. Like, they match that energy, which in a relationship, like, should be. But, like, when you're around family, like, that's when you, like, take a step back. I would put that one on Alex, though. You know what? You know what's important, guys, is that we don't have to worry about that anymore. Hmm. True. We don't have to worry about it. I guess we'll never know. I think that we can all agree that that blanket, because this is one of the questions I have, but I don't think we need to ask it, uh, of which of my relationships uh, do did you guys try the hardest to get me out of? And I think we can all agree it was blanket. 100%. Blanket I dated from like 20 to just before I turned 21. Other than it be Valentine, which was, you know, seventh grade madness. Um, I feel like blanket was probably, other than, other than maybe one of the sisters, blanket was probably the most like, hey... Don't date this girl anymore. I yeah. feel like segue. Segue. Yeah. Yeah. Segue. Yeah. Segue. Segue was pretty, pretty yeah. not. Vi- she didn't vibe with our family from day one. Yeah. That's a true. That's a true one. And when I was dating segue, that was about. I met her when I was like 18 and we dated off and on until I was about 19 ish. That's a true one. And so as as much as Blanket did mesh better with our family than Segway. Right. But I think Segway was more, we were all kind of doing our own thing. So there was a lot of time where we were both, or we were all together all the time. We're blanket. Mm-hmm. We were all together all the time. Mm-hmm. Segway also, you were a lot younger. So, I mean. Yeah, I was younger. You, well, you guys were both young and you weren't like talking future. It was just like, like, it really was meaningless. It was yeah, it, it was just like a yeah. deep relationship. Yeah. yeah, but 
blanket, you guys kind of got ser- pretty serious. And yeah. from sister's perspective, we just didn't see it going well because right, there right, right. were a lot of issues, obviously. Right, right, right. I, I think we can get down with that. I think we can all agree that that's probably a true statement and we can just move <laughs> mm-hmm. forward because we're not there anymore. You know what I mean? Like we're, we were there, but now we're not we're there. Gone. And that's nice. Um, mm-hmm. It's time to fl- I think it's time to flip the script because we're about to close out this segment. But before we get to that, I want to go back. Ghost of Ghost of Eggs is past. Um, what's it like? Uh, what What do you guys feel like it's like dating with me as your brother? I think a lot of people would think that a brother with sisters like the you know, you have your traditional, you know, protective and like, no, like I won't allow it or uh, or any of those things. Hallie's got a story. But before Hallie gets yes. to her story, I want to go to I think the earliest boyfriend experience, which we're going to call Lord of the Ring. And Lord of the Ring, I think Sydney was dating when I was 13 to almost 15. Uh, Lord of the Ring, which was Sydney's boyfriend. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> I was hoping that this was Sydney's. <laughs> because it was like the first boyfriend in our family, right? Well, Sid- can we just point out that True. that Taylor and Hallie did not have boyfriends when we were younger. They yeah, Hallie and more Taylor, so casually yeah. dated. Yeah. So... Yeah. Taylor was not allowed to date. <laughs> <laughs> I blazed the path. Was the first boyfriend. If it makes you feel better, Tay, Sydney also wasn't allowed to date. She just chose not to listen. <laughs> That's true. true. That's true. true. That's uh, accurate. It, it accurate. was a mix of I wasn't allowed to date. Also, no one wanted to date me. Those not two true. Not true. That's not, not true. I mean, I mean, Inaccurate seriously. information. Um, seriously. But back to the point. Me as a brother, uh, the only thing I remember about Sydney's relationship, like in detail, is oh that gosh, I was Alex. always with them. I was always with them. When my parents finally settled with, okay, Sid's got a little boyfriend, they were the biggest rule was, and I think it was a pretty popular rule, more so in our like community and, and, and across the whole Arizona Mormon um, religion, was like you never are alone with the person when you're when you're under 18. Like when you're, you know, 16, 17 or whatever have you, like you're not supposed to be alone. And so my parents said I always had to be with them. And I was cool with that because I thought it was fun. Like I actually thought that Lord of the Ring was like cool when I was younger. Like I always was like, oh, he's so rad and he's got a... Well, yeah, (laughs) as much as you, uh, I'd like to say that I have this like protective brother, like in reality, Alex has befriended the, the people we've all dated. Um, and for Lord of the Rings was, did we use Alex because he was the most low key sibling that would just kind of chill and hang out and still kind of leave us alone and like whatnot. Yeah. We, that's why we chose Alex. He was not the protective type. We'd go to the gas station and they'd go, hey, go get some drinks and like stay there for a bit. Hang out. Get to know the <laughs> cashier. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Uh, joke. No. It's a joke. Um, also, um, I spent a lot of time with them. Taylor also. Taylor and it I had, not- we would sh- we'd switch shifts. We'd, we'd switch shifts. Yeah. And I'm um, the one. 
that got in trouble. I'm the one that got grounded when Sydney got grounded. Yeah, it was a weird yeah. kind of form of, well, of discipline that happened in the house. You know, that's cause... great. That was in the past. So I, I mean, I just think we want to focus on the present. Oh, now so, we want to focus on the future. I think we want now to. we want to focus so on the present and the segment, future, guys. I'm gonna move us along to the next segment. <laughs> Let's go into Hallie. Let's go into Hallie because Hallie uh, has Hallie has some thoughts on what it's like to have a brother, uh, a brother like me when you're dating. I just wanted to say that I still to this day will tell people I wish my brother was protective. I wish that like I'd be like, hey, I'm talking to this guy and he would be like, well, what's his name? Like, then let me meet him. Like, oh, like when Alex is in town and I'm like, hey, I got to go. I'm going to go see a boy. I like, you know, I wish that he'd be like, well, is he going to like come upstairs and meet meet like your family? You know, kind of like movies, you know. But no, 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 no. It's like, girl, but do what you want to do. Like, ooh, what you going to do, though? But like, what did you guys do? Like, it's it's more of just like, um, more of like a best friend. You know, who ne- doesn't necessarily egg you on, but just doesn't ever. It's never like that, like protective. I think know? it's just that I love love. You know, I love love. <laughs> And that's okay. That's okay for some people. That's okay for some people because I just love love and that's okay. Taylor, (laughs) do you have anything to add? Let me just say one thing that the great thing about Alex not being protective is he does end up being friends with your person like I had said earlier. And so like now Alex and my husband, I would say, are really close Oh yeah, Josh and I are closer than any of the boyfriends that any... Uh, when you guys end up potentially breaking up, I don't, I'm not like a friend enough that I like stay friends with an ex, like one of your exes. Like I'm still loyal. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Okay. You told me I could. I know. I know. He I know. Said, I know. Sub-tweet. I know. I know. I know. I'm not, he I'm said, not sub-tweet. subtweeting any of my sisters for staying friends with my exes. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you made the decision to cut ties yes no that's said, a different you one. know she needs you more but i know your loyalty lies with me yes that's true that's true that's true we take i take Did that she i take Tosh herself and now we're not <laughs> friends yes but um well, guess what Be- bigger and, and we better. don't need to we're get here. we're bigger and it's we're better the present. Um, we're back in the present so i have one last story that i want to point out which is oh probably my favorite it has nothing to do with dating um but the first time that i ever got caught making out with a girl it was actually, and I don't know if Taylor, do you, do you know that I, this, it, basically what happened is there was like the school like dance recital and I used that dance recital as an excuse to stay longer at school so I can make out with soccer girl, um, soccer, soccer girl. You guys know who soccer girl is with soccer girl. Uh, and soccer girl. Taylor was actually supposed to pick me up and I lost track of time and I had a cell phone. I just got my cell phone at this point. I was oh, yeah. so hyped. And um, and I remember having text after text after text after text of where are you? I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm here. And I remember like making out with soccer girl for like, I guess way too long. And then I saw my phone and I remember like freaking out and running out to the car and trying to come up with all these excuses. Taylor, do you even remember this? No. Oh, gosh. And then I went and then I got home and I just like, I don't know what it was. I was such a goody good back then um, in terms of like getting scared about getting in trouble that I got home and I just confessed. I was like, I was making, that was, by the way, I was like 13 at this time. I was making out with soccer girl and I was like bawling my eyes out. And my mom was like, 
go to go to our room and wait for dad and then she just like wait i had to wait in the room until dad got home from work and then she's like all i asked was how was yeah mom goes, how was how was making how was how was <laughs> um and uh, and then my dad came home and gave me the old i'm disappointed i'm not mad i'm just disappointed talk and uh, and we moved on to bigger and better that was the last story i wanted to finish with that because i forgot about that one um but I look the, about that. the good news is the good news is is that that's all in the past and we're here in the present. Actually, we're here in like the more recent past slash present because I want to talk about um, how we feel about dating now. But we'll be right back. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. This is Let's Get Into It. I'm here with my sisters, and we just talked about the past. It's time for us to talk about, I guess, still sort of the past, but more of like where we are now. Um, we're in an interesting place. Like we're grown up. We talked about all of this kid stuff, and I feel like all of the past, whether it's horror stories or or funny jokes or anything, like we're all kids. We're all teenagers. But now we're all over 21, Hallie, the youngest, being 22. Um Sydney's married. I'm in a long-term relationship. Taylor and Hallie are both in Utah just doing the full dating slang. Um, yes, sir. And I want to go through each of those. So first, Taylor, I think yours is probably the most interesting because, uh, like you would said, you aren't working right now, but you are a flight attendant, which means you travel across the whole we United States. We got them hoes in all them area codes. Um, Taylor does have hoes in every area code. Um, 
And you and like I, I remember I remember so many conversations where we'll talk and be like, oh, I went on a date with this guy in Portland or I went on a date with this guy in Boston or I went on a date with this guy here or there. Um, what's your what's what's that like, you know, being, you know, for for the rest of the three of us, for the most part, um, even though I travel a lot, all of my relationships have been from home, like where I am at home um, and, and going on dates. It's always like at home and the same, I would say, goes for Sid and Hal. Um, so you being the odd one out in that situation, what's that like the dating life with your work life? As transient as my job, so is my dating life, I'd say, like. I'm never in one place too long. I'm never talking to one person for too long. And for my little caring heart, that is really hard because I'll go on a date with someone and I like in my head, I know full well, I'm never going to see this person again. But in my heart, like they'll be like, ah, yeah, my mom's having surgery next week and next week comes and I'm like, I wonder how his mom is doing. I should message (laughs) him. I'm like, no, 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 no. That was uh, terrible. Do not do that. But my heart's like, oh, his poor little mom. And I don't know his mom. I don't know him. We went out one time. But, oh, it hurts. It hurts. But then also I keep doing it. So it's self-inflicted. I think the only person who could potentially love as hard as I do in our whole family is Taylor. I think like you're like I'm like as much as you guys have already heard in this episode that I go hard when I like like somebody Taylor is like a relentless day one. If I love your energy, I love your spirit. Like you're, I'll, I'll give you, you know, as much energy as you need. What would you say is like the last really good date you went on? Like what? Like give it, give us some juicy detail. Can I give you the opposite? Yeah, sure. I mean, you literally, I, you showed me a model. You showed me a male model, like somebody that you'd only see in a magazine. And I was like, oh my gosh, when are you going out? And you're like, I don't know. He asked if he would hang out on Wednesday. I don't think I want to. And I was like, what the heck? So I'm so curious as to either side of this. Okay. Uh, two sides. Your sister can pull, but also I got stood up five times in one week. Oh, sheesh. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's, um, it, it's completely different right now dating because you will dating during a pandemic, you're using dating apps, you're doing like virtual dates, or you're going out on dates and you're like, we can't like go out and like have an activity that is in the public without being in a pandemic. Dating online or through apps is so inauthentic that it just does not go very well. 99% of the time. That's why I can't really give you, like, a good date. I did have a guy bring me a Taco Bell at midnight the other day. Okay, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Bring him home. Let's meet him. Absolutely to your heart. We're all in there. Um... I love that, and I, and and I think that yeah, the pandemic. We already had the episode. If you haven't listened to it, dating in a pandemic. Um, so the listeners and I also know how uh, odd it is in a time like this. Um, and to get some more insight, let's have our other single sister up in here, Hallie. What's your dating life like? Um, we have some fun stories to talk about a little bit later on, but first, I want to kind of just get into what your dating life is like now. My dating life is not that exciting, honestly. Um, I live in. Provo and before I moved here I imagined the dating scene to be like oh going on dates every night with different guys and meeting so many different people and I don't go on dates 
I don't know. I just don't get asked out on dates. And I'm not trying to do a little pity party for Hal. But I just don't get asked out on dates. So, like, my dating life is not really that fun. I have a lot of friends. And I feel like I've gotten so comfortable just being friends with so many people. And now I'm at a spot where I'm just like, okay, I kind of wish that I had, like, a guy who I'm interested in or, like, guys who were interested in me and, like, would actually like, shoot their shot. I don't know. I think it's kind of different. I think the first time I ever gotten got protective was just now when you said like no guy asked me out. I'm like op, I'm like anti protective where I'm like hey <laughs> get ask my ask her out. She's awesome. She's got a kind heart. Come on, be vulnerable with me. She's got a sweet uh, soul. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where that's literally like the first time I've ever felt protective. I was like hey Utah, <laughs> Russia, hey come on <laughs> come on now. I um, love you. Well, if you live in Utah and you listen to this podcast and you don't ask my sister out, uh, you're going to hell. Um, so last but not <laughs> I'm least, your bitch out. Um, <laughs> last but not least, um, Sydney, you are out of the um, the dating dating game and you're into the, the married dating game. Uh, how do you feel about being the first member of our family to settle down? good about it i got the first grandbaby out which yep. that girl is spoiled and loved more than Rotten. probably any person on this planet i think everyone can agree yes sir oh, just wait for christmas yes, sir. just yes, wait sir. for christmas yes sir um so, how do you feel how do you feel about getting married young that's something i've never asked you but you got married when you were 21 yeah i did which is so crazy because i think growing up in the like church and uh being so used to people getting married young at first I didn't it didn't really phase me but then being in LA working with uh, and being friends with a lot of people who have different backgrounds of religion and beliefs is kind of was the first time I was like oh dang I did get married young like 21 is young and for a lot of people that could be really hard and I'm not saying ours wasn't ever hard but I think what it came down to for us, because my husband's nine years older than me, so he was single for a lot longer than I was and lived a single life a lot longer than I did. For us, it was really just that I had to be with someone who I could continue to grow and learn with. And if you're not with someone like that at a young age, I could see that being really hard and a big struggle but luckily I've had someone who while I'm still growing up and I'm still figuring out what I want to do and I'm still chasing my dreams and my goals I have someone who is like growing with me if that makes sense so yeah absolutely for me it worked out I love that. Guys, I'm crying. I know. We're all crying. I think the most important thing, too, though, to note is that, yes, in the community that we all were raised in, like, getting married at 21 wasn't a crazy thing. If anything, it was like, oh, yeah, it's the perfect age. But it's also, like, the reason the reason why it worked out so well for you is that you you just happened to come across the, the one that early. You know what I mean? Like, whether it was because of what we were raised on before or I think one of my earliest quotes from dad was, like, when you know, you know. And when you met Josh, like, obviously Josh and I are, are, are not to bring it to, to 
everybody else but like josh got in and fit in with our family and like works so well and he's obviously been an episode been on an episode of the podcast where he's talked about his passions and he's so driven and i think that's something about our family is we're always so driven and he just like fits and so i think as much as the outside world or even the, the the rest of the three of us i think we can all agree that when we look back at our being 21 the three of us are like no way i was getting i was ready to be married to anybody it just worked for you and i think that that's like the other thing about all three of us is we're all in different places or we'll be in different places or we'll be in the same place and regardless through all of that we're always there for each other and we love each other totally that's fun we're all having fun is taylor crying or what's going on <laughs> Taylor's crying. Taylor's uh, crying. Taylor gets that from our mom. I just um, love Josh. I also, I'm also, <laughs> Taylor is also known as the third member of the relationship between uh, Sid and Josh. Um, She's my sister that being, wife. That being said, you got married at 21, but you're now 27. You've been married for six years and we've had episodes already with married couples who talk about how to keep their um, relationships, you know, still hot and, and, and mm -hmm. fun and, and everything like still feeling like you're in the honeymoon phase all the time um a fun little anecdote i was playing video games with josh last night and all of a sudden i he goes what somebody just knocked at the door sydney ordered dessert i know she did <laughs> and then he opens the door and there's a pazuki from bj's um and he walks in and i just he, i'm hearing it and i literally my heart like just laughed and i was so happy because he was just like did you order pazuki you could hear city like yes and he's like laughing they're both just laughing and i was just one of those things where i was just like damn that's what you really want um so is there any we're gonna get into advice later but is there any specific thing that you would um kind of uh credit as what keeps you and josh you know excited about being with each other and still gives you the butterflies and all of those things yeah, for sure. I mean, the first thing that pops into my mind is that we are friends. So like we, as cheesy as it sounds, we are best friends. And it's funny because we'll randomly say like, you really are my best friend is like someone who you just laugh with. Taylor. Taylor's I crying. See, <laughs> I just see Taylor <laughs> crying and I just have to like look away. But um, I keep looking. I'll just say. I would just say that we're friends. We like genuinely enjoy spending time with each other. And it's not just in like a intimate romantic way. It's just like, like you would a friend, like you just like being around each other. You just like talking about everything, whether it's stupid stuff, whether it's about our daughter, whether it's about work on either end, whether it's about our show we're watching, we just genuinely have a solid friendship and that makes us want to be around each other love taylor just laughed she was like I'm, so, I'm leaving Taylor's taylor laughed herself <laughs> um hey if you if you weren't saying things to make me cry i wouldn't be crying there you go. Fault? Look at that. It's your fault. Let's get into something else. Uh, as as lovely and as exciting as this is, I asked Hallie for permission to talk about another story that didn't sway the same way as Sid and Joshy Poo. Um, Hallie, you recently had a pretty interesting dating situation. You've had quite the the traumatic experiences the past, what was it, two years? Year? Oh, just one year. It's just one year. Just one year? Just one year. You've had a pretty, um, pretty intense uh, history. First, before we get into seven, let's go into Tree Boy because Tree Boy, it's okay. it's kind of not to say classic douchey cheating boyfriend. It is. A it is. It, it's it's like, a classic. It's cheating. a modern love story. Correct me. Uh, you tell tell us. Give us the thirty second version of what happened. 
dated. Dated for about three to four months. I don't even right. know. Was staying with my parents because didn't work out at his house. And as I was out of town and he was staying at my parents, a girl messaged me, letting me know that he was messaging her on Tinder on Christmas and on Eve. Snapchat <laughs> trying to get on trying to get nudes. And we had to call his sister to go pick him up because he was using our car. Uh, things took a turn. It was ugly. He ended up in a tree, ladies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he ended up in a tree and like, yeah. in a tree, like, um, like hiding. Just to clarify, hiding, ran away, <laughs> in a tree. physically yeah. in a tree, Wanted. hiding in the snow. Like it's we're in Utah, guys. December twenty, yeah. December twenty fourth. This all happened. Uh, we don't need to give time to that because honestly, that's just that's just classic douchey boy. This one takes it to the next seven. Takes it to the, the next only, level. Wait, the only thing that I will say. To the ladies listening to this podcast, never tease a weasel. Never date a guy who will only buy you flowers if you have to give them money. <gasps> just saying that. Ouch, I'm just gonna put that out. Ouch! There. Ouch! Ouch! You should never give your boyfriend money to get you. And that's flowers. on. That is on my good friend. Period. Um, <laughs> let's get into seven though, because seven. I like to call this whole story side chickception. Because yeah, that we just gotta let's let's we don't need to make it too long. Um, but tell us what happened with Seven. I like oh my gosh, I was I was starstruck. Um, you tell us the story. So Seven and I, classic twenty twenty, met over social media. We lived in different countries, so the beginning and the end of our whole relationship was. Not even relationship, friendship, and just talking for a long time was over messaging and FaceTime. Um, we did meet two times. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him two once. Separate weekends. Dad met him. Da- I met him once. Dad met him twice, and we were both. Oh my gosh! Talk about being not protective at all. We were both like, <laughs> "Yes, do your thing, love." He's such a great guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And this was after Tree Boy. This was after so Tree Boy. Like, so we were like just happy she had found. She had jumped right out of tree. I mean, we're, we're she jumped out the tree and got straight into seven, <laughs> and it was awesome. Yeah. So. I would. I think that that made me more into it, also, just because you and Dad were so like, he's such a great guy. How like, good job. Um, but long story short, message for a long time, and his friends followed me. I followed his friends. Was on the close friends story on Instagram, and could see that he was getting close with another girl. So like a respectful woman. I cut communication off so that he could go and date this girl, which he did. And then after, I don't know how long it was, maybe a couple months of them dating. Let me pause. Wait, hold on. Let me pause you really quick because I, I want to point out one thing that like is why I call it side chickception is because when you guys were like talking, I remember you being like, yo, I think he might be talking to this other girl while he was telling you like, Emo- like he yes. was emotionally with you but then you'd see posts yes. and stuff and you'd be like yo i think that she's like i think i'm being i think she's like his side chick and he's and i'm just being like played yes so go back and it was all like i want to move to america for you i want to marry you i'm gonna you know i want the whole nine with you right then after multiple times of asking him about this girl found out that They've been dating since 2019, the beginning of 2019. And 
his excuse to her about me was, oh, she's just a friend, but still would be like, oh, Hallie's so perfect. She's everything I, like, she's way too good for me. To this girlfriend, he's very manipulative to her, would make her feel crazy if she ever asked about me. Boom. Haven't talked to him since. Haven't, you know, I, I talked to his ex, like, more lately than I talked to him. But yeah, that's what we he, call side chickception. It's when you think that they have a side chick, but you're actually the side chick. That's side chickception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, it was one of the crazy, it's one of the, it's that you could write a movie about that side chickception. I'm copywriting it here on this podcast. Um, for sure. I think the thing that's like interesting about the four of us, and we never even meant for it, is that we all have our dating histories, all four of us are all so wildly different. And we all teach each other something. Like Sydney obviously is a great example of when you know you know and and not being afraid to pursue your heart. Um, Even though I've said when you know you know with about six girls (laughs) and none of them were true. And then I finally switched it up a little bit and met met, uh, met Madison. Um, Hallie's a great example of like, of guess like not rebounding, but like what's it called when you like get back after like bad shit happens? Like just brush your shoulders off. Yeah, bounce back. back. Bouncing back. Last night took an bounce L. Back. Last night was in a tree, but tonight we bounce back. Uh, last night was side chick, but tonight we bounce back. And I'm waiting for this bounce back. It's going to be better than ever. If you live in Salt Lake City, go and date my sisters. Um, and then last but not least, Taylor, who you have the most loving heart as we've speak, we've, we've talked about. And you are so willing to give yourself to... Uh, in in terms of emotionally, in terms of mentally, in terms of giving your energy to people, like you're so physically. good at that, um, Sydney. Uh, <laughs> physically, you give yourself to somebody. Did Taylor? Did, ta- did Here's some so tea. Did Taylor? Co- did Taylor come home when she was at BYU Hawaii with some hickeys on her neck one night? That's but no, I think that Taylor is like you, you. We all teach each other, and the biggest thing that Taylor teaches is self love because Taylor is the ultimate. As much as she she can joke about how she's, you know, she's not good at this or she's not good at that, she is the greatest person at listening to herself and giving herself self love. And she's the only person that I go to when I need to understand that sometimes loving somebody else has to stop and loving yourself has to start. Um, and I think that that's the best part. We all come from different walks of life. We all have different sets of knowledge, which is why we're going to take a quick break. And this last segment is going to be something we've never done on this podcast before answering fans questions about dating advice. Don't go anywhere. What's up everybody. This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. This is my favorite episode, most likely, of of this podcast ever with my three sisters. And we're talking about dating advice Uh, And it's time that we get into something we've never done before, but we probably are going to do again because this seems pretty fun. We I asked everybody on my Instagram story to comment some questions that they have about dating advice. And uh, and I figured since all three of us, like I mentioned before, have such a uh, we can we combine for such a well-rounded dating experience. um, We could probably give some pretty good answers. Uh, Let's get into this first question. I have one. Um, is there a such thing as right person, wrong time? Taylor, go for it. <laughs> I don't think so, actually. I think that there isn't just one person. Like, I don't believe in soulmates like or like that you only have one soulmate. I think that it would be unfair if we only had one shot with one person because we each get to choose who we want to choose. So I think... It might be the right person to you, but if it's not reciprocated, then you're not their right person. So it's not about timing because if it, if you both are the right person for each other, timing doesn't matter. Mm. So if you're not, if it's right person, wrong time, they were the right person for you, but you weren't the right person for them. I think it's also to you. you. Uh, Time is a (laughs) man-made construct. So I actually think that. It's all, there's no such thing. What is time? You know what I mean? Uh, not true at all. I think time is great. Um, Sydney, give us an answer. Um, the only reason I'm going to throw out a yes is because my husband met me when I was 17. I was a little Ooh. young. I was obviously underaged. So we did not date till I was 20. So... Right yes, person, sir. wrong time when I was 17. Right okay, person, okay. Right time when I was 19. 20. When you're old enough. Here we go, baby. Um, I also want to point out just to, because Josh is a Josh I, Josh isn't here to to correct something not that it needs correcting Josh dated other girls Josh did not wait for you while you were seventeen to be eighteen correct. That, that's a very correct. strong detail that needs to we, be mentioned neither of us waited for each neither other. of you guys waited for each other you just happened to meet when you were younger and then you eventually ended up dating once it was there it was gone it came back it was a whole new thing I want to point that out because mm-hmm. I have to protect Josh because he's one of my best friends in the whole world um, Hallie do you have a question for us. That you got. Oh, sorry. I forgot to point this out. Hallie also did the questions thing. So we're bouncing back and forth in some good questions. Yes. This one, actually, Alex, I want you to answer. Ooh, do you okay. think that girls should make the first move? If so, what should the girl do to make the move? 
Oh, uh, this is a tough one because again, and I want to I want to remind everybody that we are speaking in the uh, with the pronouns that are applied directly to our own love lives and our own preferences. Um, but this advice goes across the board for anybody of any walk of life. That being said, in my own personal experience. You know, mom and dad, like mom and dad were always so traditional in the dating ways. You know, dad is always super like be chivalrous and mom is always super like, well, have a chivalrous man. Um, and so I always loved like I loved being the person to ask and being the person to pay. Like and that's just something that was that I, honestly I had to unlearn in today's environment. Like I had to unlearn and relearn that like if a girl approaches me and is like, let me take you out. That's like super cool. So I'm going to answer the question in that context and say, I think that girls should not be afraid to make the first move, but should not feel obliged if a man isn't making the first move, if that makes sense. And the same for anybody. Any human should not feel obliged just because they like somebody, because sometimes somebody else not reaching out may mean that they're not interested, but also it may not mean. So I, I always have the same lame go back answer with follow your heart um, and, and don't be afraid of what that takes you to. Any, anybody have anything to add to that? If you have feelings for someone, act on them because what's the worst? They're going to say no. You're getting a no whether you whether you try or not. Let me tell you what so. the worst is. Let me tell you what the worst is. The worst is you confess your feelings for somebody. They screenshot that text message. They post <laughs> it on social media. It ends up on the Ellen Show. They end up on the Ellen Show. They, so they call you out by name. We've been respectful on this show. They call you out by name. They start making t-shirts of you calling you a weirdo. You become the new kind of Jared from Subway post-prison situation. And you're just, your life is ruined. Okay. To you. <laughs> to you um all right here's a here's a new question um i'm catching feelings for one of my closest friends and i don't know how to tell them thoughts okay i have a little kind of the opposite of that i got my best friend told me he's in love with me and is dodging talking about it with okay so let's answer both sides so let's look, who's got an answer yeah. for each side sid go for it <sighs> okay so well, I wasn't ready to answer this. I was kind of like doing a little. Oh, jig, you were just like, doing Ooh. a hand. I was doing nay nay. <laughs> Ooh, we were dancing. Um, I thought but, you were you know, raising. I'm gonna throw out an answer off the top of my head. If you have like going off what Taylor said, if you have feelings for your best friend, like you gotta approach, that. you gotta talk about it, you gotta say something. Like sitting there doing nothing is only going to probably hurt you in the end like your feelings aren't going to be reciprocated because you never put them out on the table or you'll never get a yes or no answer if you don't talk about it so my answer would be for alex's question you should absolutely talk about it and say it. and that kind of goes with T hallie's too because if he said how he feels but now he's not talking about it like you have to have that open communication either way and be honest what about being afraid though? Like, you know, I, I remember, you remember my song that I wrote? Um, what was it called? Um, Which one? No, the, uh, what it's like. Remember, you can't be afraid to try and see what's on the other side when you know yeah. the grass is greener. Yeah. Um, there's in that line, it says, uh, and we both know how we feel for one another, um, but we're, we're too scared to tell each other because if we cross the line and it, and it isn't right, will it ruin every chance of being friends? What about that thought? Because sometimes you might have a feeling for somebody, right? Like, man, I do wonder what it's like, like, or I wonder what it'd be like to date that person. How do you balance how strong that feeling is versus 
if you do say how you feel and then like as this is this might be a hot take but as much as people say it's not going to ruin your friendship if one of you likes the other person and that person says no nah, i don't like you back there it's over like <laughs> there's no chance like as much as you want to believe that that both sides of the party can fully ex- like flush out those emotions and be like yeah we're just friends i just don't yeah. think that that's true i feel like one thing we do have in common is that we all love hard and so for us like i don't think that's ever the case to be like just friends after you've like right 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 loved hard. i guess like, yeah there might be some other that, people there yeah. might be some other people but what do you think tay if you look at it in a sense of okay i like my best friend as more than just a friend and weighing out like the options of like i'm going to forever be pining over this person but he is my best friend or I'm going to tell him now, risk losing him, but also possibly gaining exactly what I want. The risk versus a reward. If you're going to risk your friendship and you're like the reward is so much better than the alternative, wouldn't you rather get out of a friendship where that relationship is never going to be reciprocated than risk it and then lose it? Yeah, you got to do risk analysis okay. across the board. Like you got to risk it for the biscuit. Exactly. You should have just said that. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Hallie, what do you got for us? you have any other questions? My boy D-Lo asked how to be persistent but not annoying. Ooh. So I, I love, like, communication is huge for me. So I love, and I love when, like, guys put in effort. So I think that's very important to be persistent, but I can see where it can come to an, like to be an annoyance, especially for certain girls. Comparing me and my best friend, I definitely like more quality time and that's not as important to her. So being persistent, to me, I love, but to some people, like, I don't know, being persistent or putting in a lot of effort could be a lot to somebody, you know? Yeah, yeah. Taylor? I think a better word is consistent than persistent. If you are consistent, if you come and you say, hey, I want to take you on a date. If you enjoyed it, ask me out on another date. Or if like if you are interested in someone and you're too afraid to like kind you know, have a DTR right after you like you had your first date, it's just being consistent of like, hey, can I take you out again? If they say no, be like, would there be another time? that I could take you out and then go from there. Or if they like cut you off from the get go, then then you shut it down. But if you have someone who is playing games like, oh, well maybe, then you cut them off. Like Mm. there's no, don't be consistent with someone who like can't reciprocate that interest. Yes. It's a waste of time. For sure. No matter how cute or how attractive they are or how much you think that they're going to be the love of your life, them off that's a great that's great advice this next question is solely for sydney because she's the only one who has an answer um it's a question that says i've been dating my girl for a few years now and i can't tell if i know she's the one or not Uh, i have obviously no experience (laughs) in this answer um sydney how do you know when you know uh this is this is a hard question because I don't necessarily think I agree with Taylor in the sense of, or 
when she's talked about how I don't believe like everyone has one soulmate out there. Mm. So I think you it's about kind of choosing your path. And if that person is the path you want to go, um, it's not necessarily about like if they're the one, but like choosing them and fully committing to them. And like it's a choice. So whether he wants to be with her, he doesn't. He needs to figure that out and stick with his decision and put all his effort into that decision of like choosing her every day, choosing her for the next few months, choosing her and seeing where that takes them. Obviously Mm. marriage happened quick for me, but I don't think that's necessarily should be anyone's goal. I think it's just about where your choices take you. And if you're choosing her every day and it leads to that, then there you go. Taylor's and crying if it, again. If <laughs> not, actually. Do you see my my face? No tears. Uh. For me, when I met Josh and we started talking marriage, uh, we kind of had an interesting timeline, but we just kind of both chose to choose each other, and that led us to wanting to get married and wanting to be together and wanting to start a family and yada yada. Okay, someone asked, how do I properly ghost someone? Ooh, this is good. I like this one. I like this one. What is your guys's, what I do you need think? Help. I need help in this because I think that sometimes I am very friendly up front and then it's like, ooh, mix, mix signals. Ooh, ooh, ooh. People mistake your kindness for interest. Yes. Taylor's nodding like she just did this yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I no. I'm just saying this is something that I've been working on actively because I am actively dating. And like how they're saying, like communication is key. Like, don't be afraid to be the person that has the bigger balls. It takes balls to be a decent human being. It takes balls to have like the confidence to say, hey, I'm really interested in you or hey, you are such a great person. But that's just respecting someone at a like bottom, (laughs) bottom level. I think it's very, I think it's very easy to be a douchebag and to be like to disrespect whoever like you're trying to ghost. I think that's the easy way out is Mm -hmm. to do it the wrong way or, you know, like the way that will hurt them the most. I think that being like upfront and I'm even still learning this, like being upfront and being honest about like your feelings is so much better on both ends because one, you learn and you, you learn to, you know, to grow up into as you do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See what works for you and what doesn't work. Obviously, I've been out of the dating game. And when I was in the dating game, like, ghosting wasn't a thing. Like, it was, Mm. I mean, obviously, there's more, like, dating apps were really new when I was, when I met Josh. Like, I didn't really, like, I maybe used Tinder a couple times before. But, like, Uh I didn't really get ghosting. So, I know that it's Once upon a time, not long ago, she was a (laughs) I know that. I know that it's different now, but to me, for, and maybe this is like old fashioned or you guys are going to realize, but I don't really get it because like Hallie's saying, I just don't understand why it's that hard to just be like, I'm sorry, I'm like not interested or I'm sorry, I just view you as a friend or like, 
I'm actually seeing someone right now. I don't get that. And so when people talk about ghosting, I'm like, if anything, for my sisters, my single sisters, if someone ghosted you, first of all, of course, I'm going to say they're lost. But also, like, to me, that's just such a turnoff of someone who can't just be upfront and own their feelings or own mm. whatever their situation is, whether they're dating someone or whatever. It shows their maturity. It shows, like, I. it's such a turnoff, I feel like, because... It's childish and it's immature and you don't want that anyways. I think I think in today's I think in today's climate of where we are in the world, uh, I I kind of view ghosting is like ghosting in my opinion as a definition is one person's gotta reach out at least twice with no response. Like I think somebody like if both of you guys just choose not to talk, I think it's just like, yeah, it's the it's the old traditional way of like neither you went on a couple of dates, even before dating apps or anything. So like you went on a couple of dates and you just didn't go on any more dates after that. But I think once you break over into that, like, hey, hope you're well, if you get the hey, hope you're well text and you don't respond back, I want you to personally know from my mouth only, you're a bitch. Like you're just a bitch. You're a cinnabit. <laughs> you're a cinnabit. You were a bitch. a bitch. You are always gonna be a bitch. And Taylor Taylor's got her hand up and I know she's got something to add. I feel like I'm in school, like trying to like teacher, (laughs) teacher calling me. I really just think that it's people being too afraid to get hurt because, you know, you have your first relationship and you're just open and you're here for it and you love and you're like a puppy love of like, oh my gosh, like I love this person and you get heartbroken by whether like whenever it is you get heartbroken And then you build up that wall and you build up that wall and you're like, I'm never going to feel this way again because I don't want to be heartbroken. And ghosting is people, one, playing games and like so that you're not in it enough. You're not in it enough to get hurt, but you're still in it. And also it's playing games, but it's people want to have the upper hand. They want to have that pride of like, oh, yeah, I didn't text him back. Yes, people want power. Yeah, when people tell me that, I'm like, you never, you never wanted a relationship. You wanted control. You wanted to control another person. You wanted someone who was going to do things for you. Like, it was never about (laughs) a reciprocated relationship, whether it's friendship or a romantic relationship. You wanted control. And if you're not, if you are going to ghost someone, I'm saying like. If you go on one day and you just don't talk, no one reaches out to another person, whatever. It, clear slate, move on to the next one. But if you are talking to someone for longer than five days, if you've gone on more than two dates, like, be upfront, be honest, be a Courteous. decent human being, care. That's it. When Taylor's hands start making, when Taylor's hands get blurry on the screen because she's moving that fast, you know she's spitting heat. Like, when Taylor's hands are doing this one... And you're like, I can't even see where your hand actually, you look like Dr. You look like Dr. Strange. Uh, that's when you know she's spitting heat. I have one last question as we close this out. And this one is going to be, um, I, want, I want this one to be just like a one sentence answer because I know that we can get pretty heavy into this question. What is the one piece of dating advice you wish you knew when you were younger that you want other people to know? Um, I'll go first. Uh, this one's mine. Hey, you're not in love. <laughs> Okay. Um, Honestly, I was thinking very similar. (laughs) Uh, Hallie, go for it. 
I'm gonna go more cheesy. Okay. Know your worth. Ooh, uh, yes. That, 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 that. Uh, that's a good one, Sydney. Give it to us. Okay, I'm gonna. This is about working on yourself. It's just gonna be be who you want to love. So whoever you're looking for, God, you need to be that damn. person too. Damn, we got heat in the. Ah! I don't know family. I don't know Lewis family go crazy with the quotes. Taylor, give us the what one. What did she just say? Give us the solo dolo final quolo. I I wrote what did that she say? down. <laughs> Mine would be, if I love me, it doesn't matter who else loves me. Mm. If I if I'm secure within myself, I, you can love me, you cannot. Compliment me. Don't love me. Take out my sentence and throw the three of them into a on a on a card and give it to every <laughs> every person who gets heartbroken. Like the three of those quotes, mine started off and it was true for me. Like, bro, like I said, I love you to too many women. Um, too many. And it just wasn't true. Like I like it's insane. I, I could talk for days about how like what real love feels like. And that's way cool. And I wish I could take it back. But. The three of your guys' quotes, I like. I don't know if I want to cry or like scream those quotes or go and tell Dylan because he needs those as well. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, he does. But those are your, those yes, are your, that's your advice. If you're listening to this, that is don't listen to mine because you probably you might be in love with the person. I don't know. For me, it just wasn't. I say it too fast. Um, but There's know your worth. There are a lot of girls out there that are like Alex Iono told me that he loved me once. I know. You <laughs> ever like, think girl, about that? You ever think about that? That there's somebody out there that thinks you loved them. And that just isn't fair to you because you didn't. Um, that being said, know your worth. Be who you want to love. And if you love you, it doesn't matter who loves you. Oh, I'm in there. Um, Sydney, Taylor, Hallie, I love you guys. You already know I love you guys. I'm going to cry if I say too many things. But I love you guys so much. And I'm so happy that you guys are here. You guys have always been not only the biggest supporters and um and uh quality um what's the word uh when you when you quality critique uh of for every facet of my life not just in dating but in my whole career and and i would never be where i am if it wasn't for every single one of the three of you um and that's why right now we're doing my favorite part and we're doing it we're doing it real we're doing it big it's called not so shameless promo where you oh here we go coming in there we are Bada bing, bada boom. We're doing half hearts for everybody. Um, we're doing, ooh, there we are. Um, this is not so shameless promo. Oh, yes. We're doing my mom and my dad's favorite little hand signal to each other. This is what we call not so shameless promo. You can promote absolutely anything on earth. Hallie, give us your not so shameless promo. Where can we find you? What are you up to? What do you want people to get excited about? Let's go. All my socials are Hallie Ono. TikTok. Guys, I'm I'm super into TikTok. Follow me on TikTok. What's your TikTok name? My TikTok name is Hallie Iono. Even my email, guys. If you want to hit up my email, <laughs> Hallie Iono. Everything is Hallie Iono. You can catch her on Omegle, because that's what I did. I caught her on Omegle. Honestly, sometimes catch me on Omegle. Great. That was perfect. The other thing I want to highlight is that Hallie is an incredible singer. So you need to look out, because I'm going to start having her just record and put out as an artist all of the songs that that I wrote, but I'm too afraid to sing because they're too personal. Um, so Ooh. you got to look out for that. Sydney, give us some not-so-shameless promo. Tell us where we can find you. Let us know where we can f- shop the latest fashion. Let us know where we can find some good good information on what we should wear. At Sid.Lu. 
uh, is my Instagram account. Uh, if you follow, just be prepared to um, see a lot of baby pictures. Yeah. I see really, any of us. What I really That's want you us. guys to be excited for is that I birthed, dare I say, the next Beyonce. Thank oh you. Oh, my gosh. They're playing Body by by Megan Thee Stallion for my sweet one-year-old niece. And she's already up, like, on the, don't even, I'm upset. I don't even know if I should be excited about it. It is bad. She's shaking her butt and she's dancing nonstop. That she's twerking. loves to dance. She's, she's twerking with sing. her aunts. She's twerking with her aunts. Her aunt, she's singing. Honey, taught her well. It's bad. It's bad news. Uh, she still is an angel. No matter what, she'll always be an angel. But some sometimes I swear her mom's trying to turn her into a devil. Or the next fiance, but okay. I also want to shout out Truly, though, if you are ever looking, if you're in Los Angeles and you're looking for a stylist and you're sick of everybody wearing the same shit, get yourself a Sydney Lewis to style you up. She's the reason that I don't look like a homeless man every single day. So and when that's he where does, you want to get it. It's not because of me. You can you can know if I'm looking bad, it's not Sid. We need to come up with a slogan like that. Like if you're not dressed well, you're not styled by me. <laughs> um, and last but absolutely not least, Taylor. And you better be talking about Tailored by Taylor. At Taylor Tamari. That's Taylor T A Y L O R T E M A A R I. Lots of vowels. And what Alex was referring to is that I have a custom jewelry shop. If you've ever seen me, she's I've already worn her jewelry. I've her jewelry's been featured on Wonderland magazine uh, across the board in all of the photo shoots I've done this year. I've been wearing uh, my sister's jewelry, so you know it is top tier. Um, and uh, and also I want to point out if you're flying JetBlue and and it's not in December, it's in January or February or March or April or May. Uh, and you see just some fine young mamma jamma and she's walking down the aisles. It's my sister. So you better say hello. Handing out a drink, asking you, asking you if there's anything else that she can get for you. Asking her, if, asking you if you need some cheese its or some pretzels, or you're flying JetBlue mint and you get that little mint julep. Oh wait, no, you don't do mint. Um, so never mind. If you're in mint, if you're in mint, you know what? That's the one thing you're not getting out of it. And this isn't a JetBlue promo either. Um, you guys if you're in know mint, you go to the back, go slum it yeah, in the back. Yeah, if you're if you go to mint, walk back to the bathroom. Say what's up to Taylor. Uh, With the peasants. <laughs> Um, you know you can always find me at Alex Iono. It's the best part about having a weird last name. Uh, but please make sure you rate our podcast and subscribe. That is how we grow. You can also leave us a review. Let us know how my sisters are. Let us know if you could make your choice between which sister you date, who would it be? Um, but I love you guys. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. And if you're listening to this, I love you too. And I hope that, uh, and I hope I can see you very, very soon. Peace. We really want you to get the help you need. So if you need help, please seek independent advice from a competent healthcare or mental health professional. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent the opinions of iHeartMedia or its employees. This podcast should not be used as medical advice, mental health advice, counseling, or therapy. Listening to the podcast does not establish doctor-patient relationship with hosts or guests of Alex Iono, Let's Get Into It, or iHeartMedia. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Ooh, that's a doozy. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. 
And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.